The title of today's show is Leverage What Is Working. When you find that something is working for you, the key is to leverage that to help you achieve your goals. So today's show is really going to focus on one key thing that I would say works 100% of the time and that works to help you operate as efficiently as possible. But there is a catch. This one thing can either move you closer to your goals or further away. If you want to find out more, just stay tuned. As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. Welcome to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast is provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Every day is a new day to be grateful. This week, I've really been focusing on just those things that I'm grateful for, both in business and in life. One of the things that came up during the week is just really being grateful for my family and the opportunity that I have to be an active husband and father. You know, our kids are back in school. We have one just starting high school and the other ones in middle school. You know, being able to drop them off at school, take them to their appointments. Uh, those things are actually a blessing and a privilege that I get the opportunity to do because that's not the case for everybody. You know, there are many people that have not designed their lives or set their lives up in a way where they have that level of flexibility and freedom to invest that time in their family like I do. Hey, so I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful for my family and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to serve them in this way. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast, to provide feedback, your comments, your ratings. Um, I welcome the engagement with you. Uh, you can always direct message me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And I really do hope that today you're not just having a great day, that you are being great today. So why listen to today's show? The title of today's show is Leverage What is Working. So over the summer, I came across several posts. I think this was on LinkedIn that dealt with what's working for me. And people were posting information about the activities that they were doing in their business and in their personal life that were actually yielding results. There were posts on books that they were reading and how those books were impacting their lives, uh, productivity methods such as time blocking. There were also posts about self-care. Um, and you know, it really was cool to see people implementing things in their lives and things that were actually working to help them achieve their goals. So when you find something that is working, you know, when you really do find something that is working, the key is to leverage that something to help you move further and closer and faster to achieving the life of your dreams. So leverage what's working. There's no time. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Okay, if something is working, you want to find out how you can get 100 percent 
out of that something. So today's show, we're going to talk about a concept, one that I will guarantee you, if you get it right, it will yield results 100% of the time. That's right, 100% of the time. It's dependent on something. And that something, of course, is you as all of our success. All of the things that we do is really dependent on us actually doing something. Uh, You can talk about how it's the universe that's providing you success. You can talk about how, you know, God is providing you success. But I also think that there is a unique part that we play because we have to put those things that we believe into action. Those things just don't happen uh, on their own. So have you ever had this happen to you? You're on your way to the store or to the office. And the next thing you know, you you leave your home. The next thing you know, you're there. You have no clue how you've gotten there. Has this ever happened to you? I know that it's happened to me. You know, we get in a routine and our brains adapt and incorporate that routine on a subconscious level. When this happens, you actually, this happens all of the time. And it's really our brain's natural response to help keep us alive and to live life as efficiently as possible. So have you ever heard of the term of where people will say that you're on autopilot or your brain is on autopilot? In most cases, you know, people use being on autopilot to speak about people that are just going through the motions or not really being actively engaged and letting life pass you by. Listen further to this episode because that is not the actual case. We're going to get into a little bit of the history about uh, the function of autopilot and really what a pilot is doing, at least a mention of what the pilot is doing during that process. But I did a quick search on your brain is on autopilot. And, you know, there were several articles that popped up. None of them looked at this from an alternative perspective. All of them basically looked at autopilot is bad. Taking more control is good. This podcast is sponsored by Banowitz Marketing. Banowitz Marketing helps family businesses thrive through custom marketing direction and implementation by a team of experts working in their areas of giftedness. They provide services in marketing direction, search engine optimization, graphic design, Facebook ads, copywriting, website design, and much more. There's a dedicated page that's designed for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast. Go to that page, bandwidthmarketing.com slash James. You can also use a coupon code James to get three free hours of local design or redesign work with your purchase of any product. Growing a business is hard. Bandwidth Marketing provides an action plan and expert help so that your family business can thrive. Here's a sample of what I was able to find. So from entrepreneur.com, is your brain on autopilot? Here's how to re-engage. Here's another one. How to get your brain off of autopilot. Shortcuts can lead to desirable outcomes, but if left unchecked, it'll lead to disaster. Another one was scientists show that zoned out brains enter autopilot mode and how your brain is programmed to take shortcuts, which at times can be helpful, but it also can lead to undesirable outcomes when left unchecked. There was another article that really dealt with the science of of this autopilot issue, uh, and that was from the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine, and that one talked about uh, the the brain's default mode and how 
the contribution of that default mode to our automated information processing. That was a fascinating article. If you're interested, it just in terms of the scientific data, that's a good one to actually uh, get into. I'll make sure to post a link to that in the show notes. Another one from Psychology Today was how to stop living on autopilot. So the point, as I said earlier, is that in most cases, autopilot is viewed as something that is not desirable. Full control is good. Being on autopilot is bad. But is that really and genuinely the case? So what is autopilot? So an autopilot system is used to control the path of an aircraft, marine craft, or spacecraft without requiring the constant manual control by a human operator. So autopilots do not replace human operators. Instead, the autopilot assists the operator in control of the vehicle, allowing the operator to focus on the broader aspects of the operation. Now, there are stories about Tesla and people turning on their quote-unquote autopilot and the, the autonomous system that they're using and people being unattentive during that time in how some issues are happening there. Uh, that's not the type of autopilot that we're talking about, at least in terms of the research and preparing for this episode. I'm strictly dealing more with the traditional autopilot that will be used in uh, aviation. But when you listen to that description, does it sound like the operator is just going through the motions? Does it sound like the operator is not fully engaged? But before you answer that, Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the history of just this autopilot mechanism and why it was developed. So in the early stages of aviation, it required constant attention of the pilot in order to fly safely. They did not have the same level of systems in place that we have today, right? You know, the at that time, this was early, early on in the invention of flight. So it was a relatively recent phenomenon when this was occurring. This was like in the early 1900s. And so as the range and the speed of air travel began to increase, this also placed a really increased demand on the actual pilots, right? And so they were going through this, constantly having to manually adjust. And as the distance got further, as speed got faster, that really produced fatigue in the pilots. And I don't know about you, but the thought of having someone fly me or transport me anywhere while they're experiencing extreme fatigue is not something that I want to do. And so the Sperry Corporation developed the first autopilot system in 1912. And this system allowed the aircraft to fly straight and level on a compass course without the pilot's constant intervention, which reduced the pilot's workload. It did not eliminate the pilot's workload, but it reduced the pilot's workload. Let's talk a little bit about the some of the modern systems. And so modern autopilots use computer systems to control the aircraft. The software reads the aircraft's position and then controls the, you know, controls a flight control system to actually guide the aircraft. Right. So in such systems, Beside the, the the classic, you know, flight controls, the pilots are actually looking at the different instrumentation that are there to make sure that the autopilot is functioning the way that it should. 
So before takeoff, the pilot enters the route into the computer. Uh, the pilot starts off, puts the information there, gets the destination, gets the destination within the system. So throughout that route, there's a series of checkpoints that happens that the computer will note. You know, each having its own speed and its altitude to make sure that it's actually staying on course. So the autopilot does not steer the airplane on the ground or taxi the airplane at the gate. Generally, the pilot will handle takeoff and then initiate the autopilot to take over most of the flight. This podcast is brought to you by Better You For You, a boutique leadership training and peak performance coaching firm where we help engineers achieve success both in business and in life. For more information about upcoming webinars, workshops, and our coaching programs, please visit www.betteryouforyou.com. That's www.betteryouforyou.com. Here's the thing. There's no foolproof system. And most aviation regulations require that a pilot or a co-pilot remain in the cockpit at all times. The pilot still has a role. The pilot or co-pilot must remain at the controls and keep an eye on the computer to make sure that everything is running okay. So a pilot, it still will be or must has to really be completely aware of what's happening with that system. The pilot has to be aware of what's going on in terms of things are going the right way, things are going the wrong way. It isn't a thing where the pilot's just there, puts their feet up, relaxes. No, they're attentive that whole time. So the use of the autopilot was never intended to totally eliminate the need for the operator. In this case, that, that operator is you. Uh, you have to decide the destination and then leverage your brain's autopiloting ability <laughs> to actually help guide you. And you have to understand uh, that autopilot is, you have to understand if autopilot is actually working as intended and that the autopilot system is working for you. So there was a CNBC interview with an active longtime pilot, Patrick Smith, and he stated that the auto flying system does not fly the plane, but that pilots fly the plane through automation. So I'll restate that again. Pilots leverage the system of automation to help them or to actually fly the plane. And that is exactly what this episode is encouraging you to do. Find a way to leverage automation. Find a way to leverage those subconscious routines that are at work in your daily life to help you fly the plane. Leverage the process that your brain already uses to help you be efficient to meet your goals, not to meet its goals, not to meet just routine habits, but to leverage that to meet your goals. It's not about taking your brain off autopilot. No, it's about leveraging your brain's ability to autopilot to serve you. Don't let the routines, the, just the general routines that you have dictate how you live, but dictate how you live by the routines that you choose to incorporate into your life. Don't let autopilot control you. Don't let autopilot control your life. What do you want to do? 
You want to control your life through leveraging the brain's ability to autopilot. So how do you leverage autopilot to serve you? One, I think, you know, even in what I've stated already in this episode is that you have to be clear on your destination. If you do not choose where you want to go, then it really doesn't matter if you're on autopilot or not. If you don't have a destination in mind, then the only places that you're going to travel is either going to be somewhere in the past or nowhere in particular, but there's not going to be any kind of mission or aim or reason or purpose for your travel. You're just going to be moving directionless. And guess what? That has nothing to do with being on autopilot. That has to do with not choosing a direction, not determining what you want to do, not choosing your destination for your career, for your personal life, for your outside interests, for your health, for managing your team, for running your company. Selecting the destination is key. So autopilot is not going to serve you if you don't have a destination in mind. You have to be able to put that destination in mind. So the destination in this sense is going to define the what. You know, what are you trying to actually accomplish? What is it that you're looking for? It doesn't really deal with the how. So you'll need to do both. You'll need to determine the what the destination and the how you're going to get there in order to continue to achieve success both in business and in life. If you focus on the how, right, in terms of of the steps that you're going to take and and you haven't defined what you actually want to accomplish, my fear is that you're, you're going to be in analysis paralysis because you're going to come up with all of the reasons why stuff won't work. Or how is this going to work? And you'll be stuck there and, you, and you'll never clearly define that destination. And I think you actually need to define the destination so that you can know if you're moving closer or further away from your goals. Be aware of your routines. You notice I didn't say beware of routines. Just be aware of them. We all have routines. We all do things on a consistent basis. A lot of times those routines that we have are subconscious. We're not always aware of them. But I always like to say that the greatest level of awareness is actually self-awareness. So you have to be aware of what those routines are, those things that you do without even thinking about it, especially if those things do not support what your stated goals are. So let's say, for instance, if I want to eat healthy, but I notice every time if I'm listening to an audiobook late at night or I'm vegging out on, on Netflix, that I wind up with a bowl of chips or popcorn or something that is not consistent with my stated goals that I'm snacking on. Watching it, snacking on it. I'm listening to the book. I'm snacking on it. Guess what? That's my brain on autopilot uh, going through a routine because I've connected the behavior of eating badly with the enjoyment of watching that particular show or listening to that book. But now when you're aware of it, when you become aware of it, you can arrest that. You can change that. You can say, oh, wait a minute. This is not consistent with what I want to do. One of the things I used to say a few years ago is that I am the gatekeeper of my mind and of my body so that nothing is going to come in unless I let it. And nothing's going to stay unless I let it. And I I would quote this consistently to myself. 
when my kids were trying to get me to eat something that wasn't consistent with my goals, you know, I would say that I'm the gatekeeper. It got to the point where when uh, my wife would offer me something, my oldest son or my youngest son would be like, no, daddy's not going to have that because he's the gatekeeper. He's the gatekeeper. And that's not entering in to his system. So, you know, be aware of what those routines are. Take some time. Think through it. Right. Just think through what behaviors do you have that aren't consistent with the goals that you've stated? And guess what? When you begin to make those changes, you'll also begin to what I would call step three is to create new routines that support your goals. You really want to create those new routines. You want to start locking those routines in so that you don't have to think about it, That so that you are leveraging the brain's ability to autopilot for your good. The last step, it seems like all of the steps that we come up with are four-step processes. But this last step is really landing the plane. There are some systems, I used to say that, you know, autopilot is good from getting you to point A to point B, but you still have to land the plane. Well, in researching for this episode, I found out they do have some auto land systems on some planes, but not really getting into that. But you do want to land a plane. And for the purposes of our discussion, that just simply means that, you know, you've arrived at your destination, you've landed. And then once you land a plane, it's it's time for you to plan your next trip. So questions to consider this week. What existing routines do I need to let go of? What new routines do I need to develop? Just some general parting notes. I really want to hear directly from you. Use the link in the show notes to leave a comment or question uh, that you would like to see addressed on the show. We're still working out the details, but I'm going to be on the lookout for something. We're going to put together some type of online event where you and I, along with some other listeners, can get together and just talk a little bit more about success. I really appreciate your time, and I know that you're going to be successful, and I know that you're going to continue to be great this week. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and a select group of people actually follow through and do it. My goal and the purpose of this podcast is to help you be part of that select group that follows through executes and achieves your dream. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.